Good to see everyone tonight. Thank you for the opportunity, Brother Michael, to stand here tonight and speak to the church and give an update and everything what's going on. If you have your Bibles, turn to Proverbs, book of Proverbs, chapter 3. Proverbs, chapter 3, we'll look at verses 5 through 7. It's good to be back here with you today. Uh, things are going well for us. Anita and Blair are up in Little Rock. Blaine, Anita and Blair. Blair's with me somewhere. Uh, Blaine, Anita and Blaine are in Little Rock. Blaine has a part-time job working at Party City. Uh, it's a little party store, decoration, things like that. It's on McCain, so if you're driving by McCain on Saturday afternoon, and you see some big guy out there, some outfit uniform on with a sign saying, come shop at Party City, that's Blaine. Take a picture, honk your horn at him, and, and be sure to embarrass him. So, uh, but that's where they are. We'll be heading back home, back home tonight. But uh, things are going well with us. We thank you for your prayers and uh, just your support for us, and just your prayers and your cards and your concerns and everything for us. I uh, just can't thank you enough for that. Things the work in Belize is going well. I stay in contact with uh, the people down there, uh, the people they're meeting in the building. They're meeting on Sundays and Wednesdays. They're you know carrying on picking people up for church and. And just uh, things are rolling right along there. We started back with seminary classes. Uh, I'm actually teaching online. I don't know if I've told you. I don't know when I was here last. But anyway, I'm teaching my classes online. We have four returning students and three new ones this last class. And so uh, so that's encouraging. Uh, a couple of those are young men or pastors, and they're going to be taking over and starting churches and hopefully pastoring churches here in the next year or so. And so that's encouraging. That's what it's all about, uh, to go there and start a work and teach nationals and let them carry on. Uh, but as far as the kidney and the cancer, everything goes. I'm feeling good with that. Well over my surgery from that, my first scans in December. Big problem I'm facing, I've got a chronic infection near my jaw. If you remember, I had problems with this tooth before the surgery, but they postponed it because of the cancer. Well, it got out of hand. I had a root canal. I got reinfected or the infection was still there. Had to go back in. Finally, last week or week before last, I had the tooth pulled. It's still bad. I've got jaw, my ear, down to my neck, and everything calls me fits. And it's not going to slow me down from preaching, but you're not going to get out here any quicker. But I'm just letting you know what's going on. I've got pain medicine to take care of that. So, so I'm all right. You'll be all right. Uh, but do pray for us. We take care of that. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 7. If you've been in church any amount of time, you're familiar with these scriptures. If you're not familiar with them, you're probably familiar with the concept uh, behind this. And maybe you've asked yourself a couple times what we're going to look at tonight. But it says in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord, and depart from evil. I want to speak tonight for a few moments. What to do when you don't know what to do. What to do when you don't know what to do. You ever felt that way? Is your life so organized and on schedule that you never have any problems, you never have anything out of the ordinary happen, you never have any crisis or anything like that? Well, that's not true. All of us face something. And all of us, at some point in our life, if you haven't already, if you're not now, you will, uh, have, have asked yourself, Lord, what now? What now? Maybe you've asked yourself, why? Uh, but what now? What do I do now? Well, I'll be honest with you, this is a question we've asked ourselves quite a bit the last few months. Uh, what do we do? Why did this happen? And what, is, what direction do we take? Uh, and a lot of times there are people, and I found out that, I found out the hard way, and I still have to remind myself of this, that 
A lot of times, everything that looks like the right thing, not everything that glitters is gold. You ever heard that expression? What looks like the right thing to do is not always the right thing to do. The best, the right thing to do is what God would have you to do. But the bad thing is, God doesn't always just come right out and tell us, does He? <laughs> Sometimes uh, I wish I could go to the mail and there'd be a letter from God. Okay, dear Joel, do this. Or I get an email or a text message or something like that. Sometimes I'll, I'll call Brother Michael and I say, hey, I've got this going on. What do you think? He said, well, after it's all said and done, he'll say, well, you know, whatever the Lord thinks, whatever, whatever you think the Lord wants you to do. Well, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you to tell me what to do. You know, that's what I, you know, my wife always seems to have advice. Now, she's not here. So what stays at Promised Land happens at Promised Land stays at Promised Land. Blair's the informer, but anyway... Uh, my wife is always quick to give me advice, except for the, when I really need advice. <laughs> then she'll say, well, you just have to pray about it, Joel. Whatever the Lord leads, that's what I'll do. Well, I don't know what God wants. That's why I'm asking you, tell me what to do. Well, we're all faced with that. So what do we do? We don't know what to do. Well, we have in the Scriptures the guidelines that God expects us to follow. God works within certain guidelines. Okay? Uh, as I've been told many times in my ministry uh, by my pastor and, and others, just keep it between the ditches. Keep it between the lines. There's some, you know, you got a little lead way of what to do, but these are the boundaries. Well, God tells us to keep it within the boundaries. So when we don't know what to do, He gives us some very simple, but yet uh, hard for us to, to acknowledge sometimes, to follow. Number one, He tells us to trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. You ever look up the word trust? How many times the word trust is in the Bible? I'm asking you. I haven't. I know it's there a lot. <laughs> but is, is there a quite, if you just look in the back of your Bible, this, this, the simple concordance you have in your Bible, you'll probably have some scriptures there that talk about trust. And there's a few scriptures. Let me just read, like in Proverbs, I mean, excuse me, Psalm 62 and verse 8. Psalm 62 and verse 8. He says, Trust in Him at all times. Trust in Him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Seal us. He tells us to trust in Him at all times. So when you don't know what to do, that's the time for you to trust in God. See, we ought to be trusting in God anyway, because He tells us trust in Him at all times. But then He says, pour out your heart before Him. Let me tell you, when you don't know what to do, tell God. Just be honest with Him. God... I don't know why this is happening. I don't know which way to go. You ever remember, you remember the old show, uh, Let's Make a Deal? Door number one, door number two. Monty, I'll take door number three. You never know which door to take because behind that certain door is the prize that you want. The other ones are just duds. A lot of times, the sad thing is God sets before us, it seems like all of these doors, all these opportunities. You say, God, I don't know. You know God wants you to do something. But you don't know what to do. Well, that's the time we trusted Him. And we trusted Him at all times. Pour out your heart before Him. Just be honest with God. Why is it that we're, why is it that we're not honest with God? You think about, you say, well, I'm honest with God. God knows everything about me. Yeah, yeah that's two different things. God knows everything about you. But that doesn't mean we're always honest with God. How many times... The people you ask someone, someone asks you, well, how are you doing? You say, I'm doing fine, but you know you're not. But you don't want to 
share your burdens. You don't whatever whatever your reason that you you don't share uh, things with someone. But with God, we're to pour out our heart before Him. So when you don't know what to do, ask God. There's been many times the last few months we've asked God, well, God, why? God, what would you have me to do? Why are we why are we going through this? What direction would you have us to go? Also in, in uh, Psalms 118, Psalms 118, just another quick scripture along the, well, the thought of, uh, of trust. Psalms 118, verse 8 and 9, it says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in what? Man. Well, I tell you what, there's a lot of people in this country who put their confidence in man. And look at the shape that we're in. <laughs> but you're confident. It is better to trust in the Lord. And that man there is not just government officials, but also it's yourself. It's better to trust in God than your own decisions and your own thinking. Because we think we know what's best for us. But you know, the Bible says the heart is deceitful. We can fool even ourselves. So trust in the Lord. What? It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. But look there in verse 9. It says it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. And so we have just a few scriptures here that teach us that we don't know what to do. That's when you need to trust in the Lord. He tells us that. He says, trust in the Lord. with. So how? How do we trust in the Lord? With all thine heart. Even when your head tells you no. You trust in the Lord with all thine heart. It's just with sal- It's just like with salvation. You know, you, you think about how simple salvation is, but yet we make it so hard. Everything in our head tells us that salvation is more than just trusting in Jesus Christ as our Savior. It is more than just believing that He died on the cross for our sins. There has to be more to it. It can't be that simple. But here He tells us, trust the Lord with all thine heart. Salvation is as simple as simply believing. Jesus, I believe that You died for my sins. And I trust in You to take me to heaven. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. Lean not in thine own understanding. Listen, there's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the ends there are over the ways of death. God expects us, He says, if you just trust in me, just trust in me. He says, I will what? Well, look there in verse 6. He says, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. That's the end result. You see, if we trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and we lean not into our own understanding, God's promise is that if we acknowledge Him in all of our ways, He shall direct our paths. That's God's promise. If we trust in Him with with everything that we have, acknowledge Him for who He is, that He is our Savior, He is our Creator, He is our Sustainer, He is the One that that guides us. If we acknowledge that God has a plan for our life, and we, if we have a desire to find that plan and follow that plan, God says what? God says, if you do this, my promise to you is that He will what? Direct, He shall direct thy paths. Now that scares us a lot of times. You ever, you ever hear your pastor or maybe your Sunday school teacher talk about God's will for your life? You've heard the expression, God's will for your life. What is God's will for your life? You need to surrender 
to God's will. You need to follow God's will. Well, that sounds good, but but there's a big part of us that we don't want to really follow God's will because, you know, we might end up in Belize. God's will might take us to Africa. I think about the, the video we're watching. They're watching in BTC, the end of the sphere. These men go down to South America to reach these Indians, and they end up getting killed. And their family, you know, that's not the end of the story. Their family ends up ministering there and, and, and leading those same people that killed their husbands to the Lord. And, and it's, the work is still going on there even today. And, and we think about God's will for our life and doing all these things, and it scares us to death because we're afraid that God's going to lead us to do something or go somewhere that we don't want to go. We don't want to leave our family behind. We don't want to put our kids through all of this. And, and, and it scares us to get out of our little, our little bubble here because we're comfortable in what we're doing. But yet we have the same doubts and fears that we always have. God just says, acknowledge me. Trust in me. Follow me. He shall direct our paths. Now let me say this. God promises to direct our paths. Does that always mean that the path is clear? No. No. You know, walking by faith is like walking with a flashlight. It only goes so far. But that's as far as you need it to go. You know, there in Belize, we, you know, when we fly back to the States, one of the things that when I fly back at night, one of the things, I look out the window... Uh, and I, I think one of the things that stands out the first few times is how many lights, just lights everywhere. Because it gets dark, it gets dark in Belize. You don't have street lights or anything like that. And, and uh, it just gets dark in Belize. And, I, and I, I'm, I'm amazed at the light. Everything's lit up and everything's so bright and fast paced and things like that. Uh, it's just amazing. Well, when you walk out at night, uh, we have a, it's not really an unwritten rule. I guess it's just, a rule that Anita made, if there's anything outside, Daddy goes check and sees what it is at night. Because she's not going outside the snakes and everything else like that. So it's my job to go. And it seems like we can have a thousand flashlights in our house, but none of them shine past two feet in front of you. Because for whatever reason, they, you know, the batteries don't work or whatever like that. We walk out walking by faith. It's like walking with a flashlight. We know where we're going. We have an idea where we're going. We don't know what the path is like, but God gives us just enough light to take for the next step. For the next step. And that's what it is to live by. He says He will direct our paths. Now, I cannot tell you what the end result is going to be. I can't tell you what God's going to have, be doing in your life or what God wants you to be doing, for you to be doing a year from now. But I do know this, that if you take a step and follow Him, whatever path you take, it's the path that God is on. I want you to think about it like this. For a second. You're an object lesson. Okay, you're going to be God. Don't let it go to your head. Yeah. All right. God just says for us to follow Him. I, don't, I can't see ahead of me. I don't know what's going on, but God says follow. So He walks. So my job is to follow. I don't know what's going on around me. I don't know where I'm going. But you know what? I'm in His shadow. That's the safest place to be. That's what God expects us to do. Thank you. That's what God whatever it is, God just says, follow me. You know what you don't want to know what God's will for your life is? I'm gonna we're gonna have a I'm not a prophet by no means, but I'm gonna tell you what God's will for your life is. All right, you ready? If you ever wonder what God's will for your life is, here it is. God's will for your life is to be saved 
to be baptized, to join this church, and follow Him every day of your life. That's God's will for your life. You say, well, that's it? That's it. Now, here's the thing. Here's the, here's the, here's the fun thing about all of this. When you're following Him every day of your life, there's no telling where He's going to take you. But wherever He takes you is right where you need to be. That's where you'll find happiness. That's where you'll find peace. And that's where you'll find satisfaction. Is it always easy? No. Is it difficult? Yes. Uh, my problem is not so much I don't want to follow God. I want to make sure that I am following God. Because there's a lot of voices in the world. And you don't want to follow every voice. You want to make sure you follow that still, small voice that is God's Spirit speaking to you. So if you don't know what to do, you just simply trust in the Lord. There's a scripture Bible. I was going to read this in Hebrews 11.6. He says, Without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh God must believe that He is, that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Listen, without faith, but without faith it is impossible to please Him. So God... Just expects us just to follow Him, and He will take care of that. Everything else. Isn't it amazing? God, God's like, i got it under control. But God, what about... Don't worry about it. Yeah, but God, what about... It's all right. <laughs> yeah, but Lord, you don't... No. <laughs> i got this. Just follow me. And I'll work everything else out. He'll make our path straight. He'll remove the debris. All we have to do is follow Him. And God says He'll take care of the rest. Now, it's easy to sit here and say, well, that's what we're going to do. That's the easiest thing. That's the right thing to do. It's when the heartaches come. It's when the pain comes. when the confusion comes. That's when it gets difficult to follow God. What do we do when we don't know what to do? We trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thy own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. It's as simple as that. Now I want to share something with you as a matter of prayer, as my church and as my, my friends. Uh, we've been in Belize for three years. God is blessed. We've started a church. You're very familiar with what's going on with that. This, it is up and going. Uh, they're carrying on just like we wanted them to do. That was our desire to do. Uh, but with all this things that have happened, with the cancer and other things that have come up uh, in our lives, we've begun to wonder whether or not God is ready to put us in a different direction. One of the things that we've talked about for a couple of years, we wanted to go, we've been wanting to go to the Spanish language school to learn Spanish language. Belize is an English-speaking country, but we've, uh, we work more and more with Hispanic people, and we have a desire to work with uh, Hispanic people. Uh, but it's hard. There's no, there's no Spanish schools in Belize, and so uh, we've been praying about to do this. God's laid us on our heart to do this, and we've been praying about where to go and what to do and the best time to do it. Well, with all the things with the cancer and the possibility of it coming back, now, and by the way, let me just say this. <laughs> uh, it, it ain't coming back. I, I, I'm, I, I'm not trusting the Lord for that. I'm, I, I don't lay awake at night, believe it or not. I don't lay awake. I don't lay awake at night anymore, worried to death about this. Uh, I got tired of worrying a long time. You know, worry is like sitting in a rocking chair. 
it gives you something to do, but you don't get anywhere. And, uh, and all that got me was a lot of sleepless nights. And so I don't really so much worry about that, but it's still there. It is a possibility. Blair is having some cosmetic problems with her, with her tooth and the dentist and things like that. And we think maybe now's the time for us to make a move. Uh, there is a Spanish school in South Texas called Rio Grande Missionary Language School. Uh, it's right there on the Mexican border. We, we visited there last week and checked into that. Uh, there's some information floating around here about the school and, and the cost and things like that. Uh, but what we'd like to ask you as a church to, uh, here's the information. This is the cost for, for Anita and I for three semesters. Uh, this is the different, different classes we're taking, grammar and phonics and things like that. Uh, interned with Spanish pastor during Christmas and summer break. We have a desire to work with Hispanic-speaking people, uh, but before we can do that, we have to learn the language. We have to. We can't live with a translator, depend on a translator for our entire ministry. You have to. You have to learn the language, and so we're asking you as a church to pray that God would give us clarity on uh, on what direction to take. By the way, this little devotion I brought tonight, I've preached this to myself as much as, as I have you. Uh, the work there in Belize is going well. I mean, we went there to establish a work, and we have. Uh, it's, going, it's carrying on without us, and that's what we plan to do. A lot of people say, well, we made a commitment to Belize. Well, there's a church there, and it's going. Uh, I could very easily go back to Belize. And this is, again, this is something that we're praying about. Uh, it'd be easy for me to go back to Belize because we're comfortable there. That's where our home is, and things are going smooth there. But the safest place to be is the center of God's will. And so that's where we want to be. So I want to just ask you as a church to pray that we uh, make the right decision. And also as our church, our sending church, we, you know, we can't do anything without uh, your authority. And we ask you to pray about if you, if you feel like that uh, you'd like to me continue to be your, your missionary. And uh, especially during this time of preparation for our next ministry, uh, we'd like you to pray about that as well. I know you signed on with me as a missionary to Belize. The thing about foreign missionaries, most, most missionaries that go to the foreign field, they go to language school first. Then they go to establish the work. Well, we were able to go to an English-speaking country and establish the work. But for us to continue, uh, we certainly need to learn the language. And so we want you to just ask you to pray about that. And, uh, and we can just uh, work out all the details later on, but as, you know, as, as your missionary and as a member of this church, I'm accountable to you. And so I'd like for you just to pray about that and just, uh, just pray that we have clarity in the decision that we make. We want to do what God wants us to do. And I know ultimately that's what you want us to do as well, because that's what God blesses is when, uh, when we follow Him. And so I'll be happy to answer any questions you have about this uh, whenever the time's appropriate, I guess, uh, whenever, but... Uh, we, we are praying about this, and we ask that you pray about it as well. Uh, Anita and Blair have expressed to me, if I feel like we need to go back to Belize, they'll follow me. If I feel like that this is where God would have us to go, they'll follow me there as well. Uh, with Anita enrolling as well, learning the language. Uh, Blaine is pretty much, as far as our future ministry goes, he's out of the picture. <laughs> because he does graduate and hopefully be starting college and things like that. And so this will be something for Blair and Anita and I to do. So I just want you to pray about that. I ask you to just pray about that. This is not an easy decision that we make, uh, that we're making here, but it is something that God's laid upon our heart. And so we want to make sure that whatever decision we make, that we've prayed about it and we have peace about that. All right. Anything else?